On today's 12-minute talk, coyote calling in high wind. All right, go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when are you gonna cue on the '80s music? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I suppose we should start by defining what it is. Like, what's high wind? It's not low wind. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, we're out here in West Texas. Yeah. High wind uh, means a little bit different out here than what it does in most places, I'm sure. Uh, let's. I mean, what would you define? What fifty miles gonna, an hour? No, I'm going to say twenty plus. Twenty plus miles an hour. So yes. calling when it's twenty plus miles an hour. Uh, for starters, I would I would start out by saying uh, recalling a small story. Uh, we made plans to go up to Lubbock and do some calling. It's uh, mostly farmland, but there's like little, what was it, Playu Lakes or whatever it's called. You know, basically like a hole. Yeah. Uh, and we're like, I oh, mean, I hope they haven't harvested yet. And they had. So the only the only kind of brush or anything was in these Playu Lakes. And we get all the way up there with cameras and everything. And it's literally like 45 mile an hour winds. Freaking dust storm. Sounds fun. I'm like, we're here. Which, I mean, normally I'm just like, I'm out. But we drove all the way up there. So we called every single one of these little Playu Lakes, which is literally like a little defilade in the, in the flat uh, farmland there. Had coyotes in it. So I tell that story to tell you, uh, coyotes don't leave just because it's high wind. And if you're, this really particularly comes into play, like when you're hunting a contest and you, if you're one of those people, like I have to hunt. Now there, there has been wind situations where I'm just like, I don't care about this contest. I'm done. Like when, when the dust starts blowing and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a fan of all that. So, I'm going to say 20, 20 plus miles an hour. Like this is where it starts really, you know, having effects now out here because the wind typically blows a bunch. So 10, 15, even up to 20, like gust up to 20, it's not a big deal out here. It's just another day. Coyotes just don't leave or anything like that. But when, when high, winds are higher than normal, they are going to, they are going to do certain things and which is basically get out of the wind. Nobody, nobody likes to be in the wind. Like it sucks. It's annoying as shit, and there's dust blowing around everywhere. So where do they go? They typically go to any sort of low-lying areas. So this is where you're having access to multiple spots of land, and your scouting comes into effect. Like, you want to go places that typically have uh, deep-cut draws or creeks or anything, any sort of defilade from the wind. That's where a lot of your animals are going to be, number one. Number two, that's where the cows are typically going to be in these high-wind situations. So keep that in mind. Like if you have access to all sorts of different kinds of land, but you have in particular these these cuts of land that have big draws and things of that nature, that's where I would probably go for the higher wind days, especially looking for coyotes. Now, there are a couple different ways you can do this as it pertains to calling in these high wind situations. What I tend to like to do myself is get in that draw on foot with a – I really like an e-call because like, it just seems like you can't make a sound loud enough in the high winds for on a mouth call. But if you do have a mouth call, I want something that's super high pitch. It's going to pierce that wind as best as possible. And what I I tend to like to do is, uh, if it's a thicker draw especially, is get in there on foot and go like every 200 yards making quick sense. Because what you're, what you're shooting for is rolling up basically on top of them 
making just enough sound to get them up on their feet to where you can shoot them. Now, it is important to understand, like, and this kind of is going to roll right into our next 12-minute talk, which is understanding how predators move or animals in general like to move. They love these low spots, and especially in high wind situations. They're going to get out of the wind. They're going to typically, especially when there's a little bit of cold, chilling air, they're going to bed up just out of the wind. Typically, I say this typically because it's an animal. They're going to bed up just out of the wind to where they can get some sun on them. They're going to basically be laying there sunning. And with that high wind, it covers a lot of the racket that normally you don't understand just how loud you are. Coyotes have very sensitive hearing as compared to a human. So I don't know, like 200 or 1,000 times better, whatever, whatever the research says. It's really good. And on calm days, that's just... They can literally hear anything. So the good thing about high wind is you can move around basically like a freaking ninja. You can get up right on top of them without them hearing you. And you really, it really also shows you just how much you waste traveling from San Stan where it like when it's not like 10 mile an hour winds, wind's going to pierce pretty good, especially on high pitch sounds. And I would actually prefer those types of winds, uh, like a 10 to 15, because it gives you a, uh, a straight wind to know what direction my sense blowing. And it, it, it hides some of the, the loudness that you're making. Now, when you get these 20 plus mile an hour winds, it hides literally everything. Cause it's like, you can't hear nothing and the cow really can't hear nothing. So you get in these draws and you work this draw slowly going much shorter distance stands, louder, higher pitch sounds to pierce through that wind as, as best as possible. And what you're much likely to see, especially in a higher density area, is you're going to get right on top of these cows because instead of being kind of just wherever, if you've ever spent any kind of time watching cows and how they move throughout the day and everything, they might just be out in the middle of a field. Now, a lot of times they like to use some sort of cover. like It, it might be something as small as a terrace or a small small draw or small creek leading into a bigger creek to bed down out of the wind and sun a little bit. Whereas on these high wind days, they, they're going to be much more uh, populated in these particular areas. So just kind of anywhere. So just keep in mind, like when you're making these stands, uh, it, maybe you don't have draws or creeks or whatever. The deal, maybe you have big sand hills. Keep in mind when you're approaching your stands, uh, shrink that, Shrink that mileage down because your sound's not getting out anywhere near as what you would before. And keep in mind when, as the wind blows, like if you're, I'm going to go call this area, but I'm going to pull up to this sand hill to go call this area. Keep in mind, they're going to want to be out of the wind. So they may be on the side of the hill that you're walking into. They may see you as soon as you approach the area. So maybe park two sand hills back. Maybe don't even drive in that scenario. Maybe just walk these sand hills, making quick, fast stands. Your, your sound's only getting out so far. And it's definitely traveling more downwind, so keep that in mind. You know, always be working into the wind and always be, uh, be aware of what's going on downwind. Your sound's always going to travel better downwind, uninterrupted. That's just common sense. But in these high-wind situations, I've seen it to where especially contest hunters where like you've had a rough go at it and everything else and the wind gets up real high and most people get, you know, very upset about it. Whereas it definitely could work to your favor. Like as, as it pertains to counts, count densities and, uh, being spread out amongst the land, they might start moving into certain 
coolies or draws or on certain sides of hills it really kind of sometimes it works in your favor it narrows down the your search area of where you need to be calling and i've seen this time and time again in high winds certain teams just in the right place at the right time right draw right canyon whatever the case may be and they just ring out a ton of animals within a, a small amount of time it's because they landed in the draw probably the one of the only big draws around and that's where the coyotes naturally gravitate to in these high wind situations i mean it's not it's not ideal and like i said like when we went up to lubbock that one time it was just like a dust storm out of the movies it was awful I mean, it got to the point where you didn't even want to carry the camera anymore. You didn't even want to look look into the wind at all because all the sand and dust. But every time we sit up on these little Playu lakes, any kind of defilade, low spot that they can get out of the wind, they were there. I mean, we caught in six or eight coyotes that day within four or six stands. I don't remember because all of our land we had to hunt is really way better for nighttime because it's just flat land. It was just sec- sections of land. And the ones that had these Paiute lakes or any kind of trees or anything, anything they could get out of that flat land wind, that's where the coyotes were. Instead of, in on a normal day, they might be way more active. This kind of runs in with the full moon talk. Why aren't I seeing more coyotes on this 300 acres during a full moon? It's because they're much more active. They may not even be there. Same thing with calling coyotes and high wind. If you're getting out in the middle of these wide open fields because you've seen it on some hunting show they're set up on a wide open field and they're not you know they're killing tons of cows that's not where i'd call during these high wind situations think about it as if you were the animal where would i want to be if I'm, i live out here in the wild and I'm, I'm dealing with 25 30 mile an hour winds where would i want to be out in the middle of this field or on the back side of that berm or the back side of that hill the back side of that creek dam uh pond dam that draw, that valley, whatever, any kind of defilade, any kind of any kind of anything that's going to block the wind. That's probably where I'd start looking. And again, save these properties with lots of draws and creeks and whatnot to go call during these high wind situations. Because chances are, if you hunt enough contests, you're going to run into a night or a day that has these winds present. Now, the part that sucks about this is nighttime hunting. If you cannot access that area with your vehicle now that just comes down to knowing your property knowing how to how to approach the situations like high wind and everything else and we've been in the situation during high wind in a high rack it's very complicated to shoot when your whole vehicle is shaking you know like crazy maybe it's time to get down on the ground and treat it just as you would during daytime maybe instead of driving your truck walk this big draw with your tripod and e-collar get closer to the ground get out get out of the high rack if you can't make the shot on the animals you call in, what's the point anyways? I mean, we're kind of right, we're pretty basically out of time. I mean, there's not really just a whole lot more to really touch on the subject. Sounds, high pitch, piercing, wind piercing sounds. Just uh, I, my personal favorite. Sounds like you should bring my ex-wife to hunt. <laughs> my personal favorite for high winds is actually a coyote vocal of the sort and it's actually done on a mouth call and it mimics like a uh, female whimper that's just the one like i do it on the tph mouth call 
that's the one I like to use. It's very effective for piercing high winds because I'm hitting a very high pitched sound, and you can you can literally hear the difference between doing a stereotypical rabbit distress or this high pitched female whimper. Like it, it projects much better in these high wind situations. I figure we're out of time. Did I time this out perfectly? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's it for this one. We'll see you guys next time.